0: Again, thank you for downloading this sermon. I pray it will enrich your walk with Christ. May God bless you, and we look forward to welcoming you and your family to the Chapel of the Cross. I speak to you in the name of one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. So, when I was either a sophomore or a junior in high school, in my literature class, you know, we had to memorize and recite certain passages of a story or uh, certain stanzas of a poem or certain parts of a play. You had to do it, you had to get up in front of the class and and, and do it, um, which was nerve-wracking enough. And you have to do it for for credit. So, you know, one by one, you get up and you go up there and you recite what the person before you has already recited. And you do that. And so, today, I have a portion, just a portion, of something I had to memorize when I was in high school. And let's see if you can tell uh, what play it is from. And it reminded me of the day, of our gospel lesson today, and of this Holy Feast Day, which we celebrate, the holy name of Jesus Christ. And obviously, I didn't memorize it well because I haven't written <laughs> down <yet>. here. <laughs> Tis but thy name that is my enemy. Thou art thyself, though not a Montague. That ought to give you a clue. What's Montague? It is nor hand, nor foot, nor arm, nor face, nor any other part belonging to a man. O, be some other name. What's in a name? That which we call a rose by any other name would smell as sweet. Romeo. (laughs) Romeo and Juliet. All right, there we go. This is going to be a little bit more participatory than I usually do. I'm going to you all. Yes. Yes. <laughs> this is from Romeo and Juliet. And it is not the balcony scene, which I thought it was, at the 730 service. And as usual, they corrected me about something I'm So This is not the balcony scene, but Romeo and Juliet are in dialogue. They are in dialogue about their names. What does it mean to be a Montague? What does it mean to be a Capulet? For Romeo and Julie, Juliet, it means everything. It is what keeps them from being together. It is what worries them about their future, as we can see as they are discussing it here. It is not socioeconomic differences. It's not class difference and class status it's not even that one loves the other and the other doesn't return that love. None of those things are keeping them from being apart. It is simply their name. Simply the name they were born with. So Juliet is trying to downplay that name as we hear. She is saying a rose, even if it were called a chrysanthemum or as someone at the 845 service, said, a skunk, it would smell just as sweet. It is not rose that gives it its characteristic. It is the smell. It is not the name that's important. It is the smell that gives it rose. And if you read a little bit further after this passage I read a minute ago, you will see that Juliet says even you, Romeo, if you were called Michael or Charles or Philip or anything like that, you would still be the same person. Romeo is just a name. You would still be the same person. So names are important, even though Juliet is trying to downplay it because it is the only thing keeping them apart. So what's in a name? That's the question that Juliet asks. What's in a name? That's the line that reminded me of this day, this feast day, of this gospel lesson. What's in a name? Names are important. Names, your name, the person sitting next to you, The stranger at Kroger, in the produce section, name, a name, is what gives them an identity. It's what tells about their origin, who they are, and where they come from. Take me, for example. My name, William Hewlett-Compton, the name given at birth. William, I was named after my maternal grandfather. Both of my grandfathers are named William, but my mother says I was named for her father. (laughs) Both of my grandfathers were wonderful men, but my mother says I was named for her father. Hewlett comes from my maternal grandmother's maiden name. She's a Hewlett from Owensboro, Kentucky. And of course, Compton is a great Anglo-Saxon name that was given to me by my father. That tells you a little bit about who I am, where I come from, my ancestors, my family of origin. Names are important. Think about your name. Think about your full name. How you got it. Who gave it to you? What does it mean? What does it say about you? Names are important. And they are especially important on this feast day. This one verse, Luke chapter 2, verse 21. That's the verse we get the Feast of the Holy Name from. That one verse. That one verse in all the Gospels, really in all the Bible, is what is born this feast day. Because on the eighth day, they took Jesus... And they had him circumcised and they named him. They gave him the name above all names as we heard from Paul's epistle. The name that would cause every knee to bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. So heaven, not heaven, Jesus, that name is important to us. It is very important to us. And what it means is important to us on this day. So on the eighth day, He was circumcised and named. They didn't just arbitrarily make January 1st, New Year's Day, the feast day. It is eight days after Christmas, eight days after Christ was born. So following that, we always celebrate it on January 1st. Since it falls on a Sunday, this is why we are hearing about it. Just that one verse. Just that one verse. The other thing about this passage is that Joseph and Mary were merely doing what they were supposed to be doing. They were good, faithful, Very pious Jews. Very pious Jews. So, what they were doing, what was outlined in the Levitical laws, that on the eighth day the child should be circumcised and named. They were faithful and pious, like all of you people today are faithful and pious because you came to church on New Year's Day. Now, don't go around telling people who aren't here, especially the rector himself. that I said that y'all are more pious than others who are not here. <laughs> that is not the point of it. So today is about names. And it's about that glorious name. The name of Jesus. The name that the angel gave him before he was even conceived in the womb. That's where the name comes from. The name that the angel gave before he was even conceived in the womb. And where does the name come from? It comes from the Hebrew, Joshua, or be more hebrewically correct yeshua which means god saves yahweh saves god did not send an angel to live among us he sent angels as messengers to announce the coming he did not send just any person or anything god sent himself god sent himself in the flesh to wear our skin to bear our infirmities To know what it is to be tempted, to know pain and suffering, to know death, to cry, to laugh, to be mad, to be angry. God himself knows what it is like to be us. God sent himself and has given the name Jesus, which is a name above all names. So names are important, especially the name Jesus, because Jesus didn't just come to save the people in this room. Jesus came to save the whole world, that the whole world might believe in him. That stranger that Kroger, that person, that person who cuts you off 463, that person, Jesus came to save. You. The person who doesn't look like you, the person who doesn't feel like you, the person who didn't vote like you did a couple months ago. Jesus came to save all of us. That is why we celebrate this day, because Jesus has been given the name that saves, Yeshua, Jesus Yahweh saves. So names are important. Think about your name. Think about where you come from. How you were given that name. And remember that Jesus calls you by your name. To have a name, to receive a name, means to be known. It needs to be known, to be recognized. That's why we ask strangers for their names. So when we see them again, we will know their name. You are known to God. You have a name. And God knows that name. Because God has formed you intricately when you were in the womb and gave you that holy name which is your own. So in 2017, listen to God. Listen to Jesus calling you by name. Because he's called. Listen. Amen.